Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care on this Tuesday morning. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. And today I am super excited about my guest. She is also a fellow CEO, business owner um, with a couple different niches like myself. And we're going to have a really interesting conversation about mental health, about where our past stories kind of creep up in our and in and as we run our businesses, but also in how we do ourselves in our day-to-day lives. My guest today is Chantel Cohen. She is the CEO and founder of uh, her her coaching business, which I'll let her uh, talk to you guys about. Um, but what I am really excited about this conversation is is that she really has two different niches. She works in with corporate executives, but she also works with um, with with people too. And her one of her specialties is what she calls a coaching therapy hybrid, which which I find really fascinating. So Chantel, thank you so much for joining me today. You are so welcome, Alice. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the ultimate journey of self-care. Fantastic. So so before we get into our chat, I'd love for you just to, I know we were talking a little bit about this before we hit record, but I would love for you to be able to just kind of introduce yourself, talk about your background and really how you got to do what you do. Okay. Um, I am a certified business coach and a licensed therapist. And so what I do is I work on the entrepreneur or the corporate person in a holistic way. And I do that by being able to go back and forth between the psychological as well as the business coaching. And that's how they get that hybrid. Uh And so like we were talking about earlier, I was a couple of days ago talking with a founder about their operating expenses and, and why they were getting so out of hand. And we were talking about that through the lens of her own psychology. And so these things, your psychology affects your bottom line in your business. Those two are really, really tied. If Absolutely. you even think about the great resignation, that's really psychological. That affected a lot of businesses, their bottom line in the end. So I work with uh, co-founders in relationship distress, and I work with couples in relationship distress, and I sometimes get their one in the same. Sometimes I have a married couple who are co-founders, and then, of course, I work with those individuals who are entrepreneurs. And I think, you know, we also do corporate work. Uh-huh. And so I have a B2B part of my business. I work with Google for Startups. I've been working for Google since uh, 2020. I also work with Coursera. Uh, I also work um, with Lenovo, and I work on all of their accelerator programs So I work with women founders and all sorts of founders from all backgrounds. Last year, we had 180 founders with Google. Uh We've done over 1,000 sessions. So I would say that I I am a coach, but I'm a coach who deals in the psychological parts of an entrepreneur's life. Oh, I love that. I love how you just so simply say that. I deal with in the psychological parts, but 
I mean, if we're being perfectly honest, psychology affects everything we do. Yeah, it does. It I does. Mean, from from business to how we do us to everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So in that vein, let me just start with, you know, I know with the no thing, I know, I know really the work that you do will likely depend on the type of client that presents, whether it's a co-founder, you know, like you said, a couple's, you know, two people that are co-founders, maybe they're friends and they're also co-founders in a business. Maybe they're married, maybe it's a solo entrepreneur. Um, so I know that depending on what problem they present with will probably dictate what approach you take. I'm wondering if there's like a common theme that tends to come up in your work when these people come to you. Yeah, the the common theme, you're you're you got it. There is a common theme. It's it's typically being able to manage all parts of their lives. And especially uh-huh. for my women, that oftentimes they could be um, head of household and raising kids mm-hmm. and, and how do they take care of themselves and also be able to run their run and grow their businesses. Okay. So what you find is, is when clients come to you, they're, you know, they're, the lines are all blurred, it sounds like, for lack of a better way to say it, between job responsibilities and responsibilities that are outside of the job. And then everything can get kind of jumbled up. I'm kind of picturing like, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, like a traffic pileup, right? And there's like just this stuckness and that affects everything, right? It, it does. We we like to look at, we like to look at ourselves you know, um, as supporting the entrepreneur holistically. Mm-hmm. And so they've got all these things, like you're saying, it, it, it's very, it can be very blurred also, but we, we like to be able to help them have more synergy in their lives and have more work-life integration. And so we, we do that in a couple of ways by using practical strategies of, of, of helping that entrepreneur as well as working on their psychology and what they may be telling themselves, which impacts their behavior. I see. So, okay. Does that make sense a little bit? I think so. I think so. So what it sounds like is, is that you're helping them kind of untangle their thoughts. And then once that happens, then you're better able to help them clean up um, the systems that they use, the choices that they make, the decisions they make, which leads to a better outcome for them. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right? Said. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, well, let's, let's get into some of the common, the common problems maybe that you might encounter. And the reason why I think this is a really valuable thing to talk about is, is that there are a lot of parallels with how we do work for those of us, for those of you in my audience who are business owners, CEOs, executives, business owners, entrepreneurs, however you want to call it. And we can get really wrapped up in that part of our life. And in, as a result, you know, it really affects how we show up in the other areas of our life. So for example, I know you and I were talking before we got on the air about the whole thought process that so many business leaders have that I'm just not good enough. And, you know, that shows up in overcompensating, say, and working like 70 hour work weeks instead of 40 hour work weeks and always making work the priority because, of, you know, thinking that I need to try harder here because inside I'm not feeling like I'm enough. Right. 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 
And, and it's also the messages that are coming from the outside. Remember that entrepreneurship, I mean, people think it's really, it's really sexy. They, they don't realize the grueling hours. And also Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs sometimes are in a, a bit of isolation, if you will. And so they look outside themselves to compare to see how yep. they're doing yep. and and that sometimes can can lead to these falsehoods that have entrepreneurs feeling like they're behind yeah and then then that what does that do that always oh, that spins into this whole thought process that I don't have time you know and I don't have time can show up in a number of different ways it's it can show up in time scarcity money scarcity you know feeling like everything that I do is rush 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 yeah, it's, I'm under-resourced. Yeah. Oh, I love how you say that. That's a that's a golden nugget there. Um, and so that's what we would call a false belief, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So some other um, thought processes, some other like common thoughts that you might hear might be, um, I don't measure up. Well, I guess that's probably similar to what we just talked about. Or it might yes. be, I'm not a priority. Ooh, that's interesting. Feeling like not a priority can often happen we we see that in co-founders uh-huh. and also in couples. So for couples, oftentimes the lines are blurred. And so their energy gets focused in on the business. And so they're not sure, like at the dinner table, they're talking constantly about the business. All of their interactions are around the business and 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 they stop having that connection, those connection conversations. Mm -hmm. And it becomes much more transactional. Whereas, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a priority for you anymore. The business really is a priority and I'm just an extension of Mm -hmm. the business. Right. And so changing that messaging is really important. I bet. I bet. And another way that I'm not a priority shows up is that, you know, I'm not a priority in my own life, you know, so I'll ignore, you know, my workouts, for example, or how I eat, how the how the best way that I can eat and fuel my body, or you know, other self care practices that are so critical for success. Absolutely, isn't that it's so interesting? Because you know, oftentimes entrepreneurs believe there's like this. I'm trying to remember this great quote that I heard that it, it's something like we think, let me see how this goes. It, it's something like we struggle, we mm-hmm. we do all these things and we think it's grit. Mm-hmm. And, and really what we're doing is putting ourselves through this, this psychological uh, torture and we're thinking that it's grit, but it's, it's really, we're just undermining our own mental health. And I just butchered that, but I think you, you know, what I'm saying is that oh, yeah. they, they're telling themselves, hey, I'm this person who perseveres yeah. and this is what it needs. This is what's needed exactly. when I'm an entrepreneur. Well, it's, but it's this... in, a, in a way, it's a bit of an overcompensation, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. And I mean, a lot of the people that I work with in my business are like that, too. They're 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 so successful in some parts of their life. But when it comes to looking after themselves, it's last on the priority list. So I think something like this, in my mind is really what that means. When someone says I'm not a priority, you know, really what they're thinking is, is that my needs aren't important. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 
and you get so used to doing that. Oh, yeah. That absolutely. it can show up in mm-hmm. so many different areas. I mean, yeah. it really is. Um, oh, and I have the quote, we've conditioned ourselves to ignore every signal from the body yeah. saying this is too much. Totally. And we call that conditioning grit or hustle. Yeah. And so we've given it this name and we mm-hmm. think, oh, my gosh, you know what? This is what I'm I, I, I'm I'm doing. It's, it's sort of like a not it's not a martyrdom but people do believe that this is the way it's supposed to be and mm-hmm. so then it has this ripple effect and getting back to what you're saying now i'm not showing up for myself yeah because i'm allowing all these other things to take a priority over my own personal self care my own mental health because i think that i'm 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 participating in that thing that we call yeah. grit yeah, and I and I just you know I think another and this is one of those examples I think where the lines can really get blurred because I'm not a priority can show up as I don't have enough time, you know I'm not a priority can show up as I'm not good enough. Therefore, I'm going to do other things so that I look more like a priority, right? And then I mean mm. it's just that's where all these I can see all these lines getting blurred for people, and that can just put you in a rabbit hole in a New York minute, right? It really can. There was an interesting study um, in 2019 by the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Mm -hmm. Health, and they talked about, you know, that when, and this is more with women, um, but that's our audience too, and I I work with a lot of women Uh entrepreneurs, is that when we're working over 55 hours, remember not making ourselves a priority, that rates of depression go up. Yep, totally. Totally. And so well, that, you know, is, is the result. That's a result of not taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes even harder yeah. to perform well in our businesses. Yeah. Well, and you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, you can't continue to, you know, you will never outperform the way that you see yourself. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's one of the things that my coach always reminds me of. She goes, you'll never outperform your self-concept. So the best way to improve and change your self-concept is to up-level what you think and believe on a daily basis. But if you're if you've got these thought patterns that aren't really serving you, everything gets kind of jumbled up. And then it's hard to really make sense of it because as you said, we get used to doing the same things all the time. I mean, we're creatures of habit. Yes. And and I think that the hustle that entrepreneurs or the treadmill that they're on doesn't have, doesn't give them enough time to self-reflect so that they can really sort of examine and get strategic Mm -hmm. about their own mental health. Yeah. Yeah. So let's pivot for just a minute then. And let's talk about like some easy tips and strategies for how we do right the ship, so to speak. So, you know, for example, what would be some simple tips that you could offer, you know, my audience about if you're walking around with this thought that I'm not good enough, what are some easy things where people could start? Well, so that's, if you're walking around with, I'm not good enough, then I'm going to say the easiest thing you can do is to get a therapist to to help with that. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about self-care and I don't have enough time then I would say that there's some really good, easy tips and strategies uh-huh. around around that. Uh-huh. I, I think the easiest thing for the person who doesn't 
feel good enough, uh-huh. the biggest tip that I can give them is to spend those 50 minutes twice a month working on yourself, which is roughly an hour and 40 minutes out of a month. Okay. That is a, it will be a powerful way to change that narrative and ultimately change the way that they see themselves, their life and their business. Uh But if we're talking about the person who doesn't have uh, time, I would say, One of the things that I use, and I I think it's really beneficial, is I just want you to think about, most of us work 12-hour days. Whether Uh you're physically in the office or not, most of us are working about 12-hour days because we have meals to cook and shopping to do. And and so there's work beyond just our businesses. Totally. And so I ask people, my entrepreneurs, just to spend 30 minutes a day, three times a week. It's really 4.2% of your total time. And um, and I'm also accounting that you're going to sleep a fair amount. Yeah. And so if you just spend 30 minutes a day and doing, I think this is my favorite hack is what I do. And I'm actually looking at it right now, Allison, is I literally write down all the things that I feel are that contribute to my well-being and self-care uh-huh. that are just for me. And so I'll give you an idea. I put it on an index card. Oh, love it. And yeah, I, I write it out. And so on the index card, the first line is meditation. Mm-hmm. I, I do the second is stretching. Third is breathing. Fourth is cardio. Fifth are weights. Sixth, yoga. I also like to read. Um, so I put that on yeah, their seven. Reading's great. Um, making sure I get enough water and I have this jug that I fill up and then um, uh, vitamins and I, I do intermittent fasting, right? And so, and it feels like, um, oh my gosh, you know, that that's a lot. But what I do is I focus in on those 30, those 30 minutes. I choose only a couple of those things that I'm I'm going to do. And I just aim to do just a few of those each. Oh, I like that. So instead of the mindset that I'm going to do all of this, which if you're an overachiever is probably your default, right? You know, then it's probably better to say, okay, I got 30 minutes. And out of all these things that I like to do and that I've done, which one is going to serve me the best today and just pick one off the list. Exactly. 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 And, and as, and as my clients grow in that, what we do is then we start saying, okay, well, in the 30 minutes, can you pick one thing? And then as that grows, can you pick two things? Yeah. And so it, it, so what winds up happening is that someone may get in um, five minutes of meditation, Mm -hmm. three or four days in a week. And they really feel great about that. And then they're doing some deep breathing. Mm-hmm. And so that's another five minutes. And mm-hmm. so they've meditated. They have some deep breathing in there. Yeah. And oh, you know what? I I think in and the water happens. I'm just using myself as an example. That no, happens that's okay. throughout that's my great. day. Uh-huh. But you start to feel like, oh gosh, this is great. And then you know what? I've got 20 minutes. Let me go ahead and do 20 minutes of cardio. So you've done cardio, you've meditated and done deep breathing Yeah, all in the span of 30 minutes. And when you start, I love to put X's on my, on my, so today I've done, 
uh, meditation, uh, breathing, and I've done uh, some yoga and a little bit of reading. Uh-huh. And uh, eventually I'll have my water taken off. No, but I, like, just... I like how you talk about that because you, you're literally putting everything on a list and you're keeping it in front of you. Right. Yes. So it's like you've got this, I'm imagining the use your word, you've got this index card and you've got it sitting right there on your desk where you can kind of, it's kind of like you're keeping an eye on it. It's kind of like you're mm-hmm. reminding yourself, hey, this is your, this is your go-to list over here of these are simple daily things that, you know, in, in the, my 30 minutes, which by the way, I would call that an appointment with yourself, right? Is a lot of what I teach I my love clients that. to do. It's like just love write that. it in your calendar, like it's an appointment. And just pick, you know, one or two of these things. So today, all I got is 20 minutes. Say I don't have 30 minutes. So what does that look like today? Okay, I think I'm going to take a walk today. Yeah, that's that's going to be it. So check, check that off the list, right? Exactly. And I call those, this is from Jay Shetty, by the way, who I'm uh-huh. a big fan of. He talks about minimums and maximums. Uh-huh. And so some days, like I, I'm giving a presentation at B on Thursday, I know Thursday is a minimum day for me so that if I can just do 15 minutes that day, that's okay. A maximum day is 30 minutes. A minimum day is 15 or even 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and and because you've planned for minimum and maximum days and inevitably they come up because nobody can work a hundred percent can do a hundred percent of the things a hundred percent of the time. You have to be able to plan in these minimum days. And so some days you're going to just say, my gosh, I'm knocking it out of the park. I've had three 30 minute days. It, it Let's say this week. And then the next week you may, because of life's demands and as an entrepreneur, you may decide that this week is going to be a minimum week. I've got all these demands. Yeah. I'm just spending yeah. 10 minutes. And but it keeps the habit. Yeah, absolutely. And so what we're what we're doing is we're using neuroplasticity, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're creating these new neural pathways, mm-hmm. and we're doing that. And so even on those minimum days, you're still exercising that neural pathway so that you're more likely to do it again. So we're trying to build in these habits, not mm-hmm. only emotionally and psychologically, but we're also trying to do it neurochemically. No, I love that. I just, the whole idea of minimums and maximums, you're totally speaking my language. And I think for the really busy, overscheduled, you know, business leader or business owner that's listening, I think this is probably the be- the best piece of advice that that anybody could walk away with is that look at your, look at, you know, take your weeks at a time and say, I've got three minimum days this week because that's how my schedule's reading. So what does that look like? Here's what I can do. And then Friday, I'm just making that up, but let's just say Friday is my maximum day. Then, hey, guess what? This is what I'm going to do on that day. So you can kind of have some fun with it too, because you're taking the control back. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. 
Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. Exactly. And at the end of the week. So I tend not to put this in. I know it sounds strange. I don't Uh necessarily put it in a on my calendar. Uh I literally have it on an index card. The reason why is there is something so gratifying gratifying. And we know if you write it down, there's a great um, uh, article in Harvard Business Review that you are 45% more likely to do it. And so at the beginning of the week, I write it out. I know it seems like Chantel, this is an extra step, but then I get to put my X's uh-huh. on the days. And then at the week, I get to see how much I did during that week. And I can tell you, it is just super gratifying um, to see. And so there's, there's, again, there's, there's some things neurochemically that we're, uh-huh. we're doing. Totally. I tend to block off my mornings. And so usually from six to eight, sometimes five to eight, those are my times to do the things that I, I, I like to do that are important to me. Yeah. Um, and and I decide based upon the rest I've had and, and what I've had to do when I'm going to get up, but I try to keep it around the same. And yeah. a lot of that stuff gets accomplished early, except for yeah. things like, like, you know, water. Well, and what you're doing is you're starting off your day with a win when you do that, because mm-hmm. you're, you're number one, you're prioritizing yourself because you're the vessel through which you can create magic and change in your business, right? It doesn't happen with... I don't want to go so far as to say it doesn't happen without you because I know we have teams and support staff, but, but you're the visionary, you know, you're, you're the magic. So, you know, we, we have to ensure that we keep our fuel supply, you know, high so that we can ensure that we do that. So you're starting off the day by prioritizing yourself, but you're also giving yourself a win, which from a psychological perspective puts you in a much higher energy space to accomplish yes. what it is that you want to accomplish that day. And so that you serve your clients at the highest level too. A- absolutely. I think you're hundred percent right. And I also know that this follows our normal circadian rhythms. And uh-huh. so if we're about doing meaningful work, if we've gotten up at six and we start meaningful work and I, by that, I mean, all of it's meaningful, but totally. I get you. I digging into mean. our, right digging into our businesses, mm-hmm. then you want to do that in, in 90 minute blocks. And they're mm-hmm. usually, it usually starts to happen where we're going to get the most out of our, our brains right around two to three hours upon waking. Yeah. And so that's kind of the way I've, I've set up my, my days mm-hmm. so that it, it's, it's, it's not by happenstance. I can, I can tell you that. Allison. No, I agree with you. I'm a, I'm an I'm an early riser myself and I usually, you know, as a fitness professional, the first thing I do in the morning is my workout usually. So I might I'll get up and I'll read my devotional and I'll have some quiet time. I'll get my workout done 
And then my brain just feels like it is just completely open. I've just always functioned better in the morning. And so I've never been one to really work well late into the evening. It's just even when I was a student, that just wasn't ideal for me. And I knew that about myself. But I feel like there are people out there who do work better in the evening, but they just have their day set up different. They they do. I, I would tell you. Most of the research, those those people are pretty unusual. Yeah, I agree. In this, yeah. in the sense, and yet, I think. Remember, we talked about what we tell ourselves is pretty oh, yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. We can we can almost believe anything. So I have a lot of people who tell me, I'm a night owl and I get my best work. But then when I really start digging into their sleep and how they're functioning and how energized they feel through the day, there's there's usually some deficits there. Oh and, yeah. 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 No, I agree with you. It's like, I can always tell when my energy is not great in the morning. And it's usually because I either worked a longer day the day before, or maybe I've been traveling or, you know, my circadian rhythm is off a little bit. And I, and I, and I noticed that because I can tell that I'm not as focused and alert in the morning when I feel like I'm at the highest point, really. Yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're we're members of the same. Yeah, the same it's just, club. It makes it's, such a yeah. difference, right? It, it makes such a difference. Well, and, you know, the, the like funny it, thing is, is that I find when I'm even on vacation or when I'm leading one of my retreat experiences, you know, I usually, you know, stick to pretty much the same, close to the same schedule because that's just what I'm used to. I might sleep a little bit later. You know, I might wake up and instead of getting right into the workout, I might wait an hour or two or whatever because I can, but but I find that I just feel at my best when I do that. No, I think what you're doing is you're kind of honoring who we are naturally as homo yeah. sapiens and yeah. and it, 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 it's sort of like asking a koala bear like, oh, well, you know what? I want you to stop eating eucalyptus leaves and eat something because that's all that they eat, right? And so it, it's so asking us, that's that's why people who, and I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't finish my sentence, asking right. us to work in in a way that is counter to who we are yeah. as mammals. Mm-hmm. And so when we do that, that's why anybody who works night shift, and, and please forgive me, guys, if you do work night shift, I'm, I'm not trying to poo-poo <laughs> it, but these right. folks have, you know, we all do what we have to do, right? Yeah. But yeah. um but people have higher rates of depression. They have higher rates of believe it or not, heart attack. Yeah. And disease. I, I, I don't doubt because, that for one minute. Yeah, because we're asking our bodies to do something that we were never designed to do. Yeah. 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 And it's and you know, I think to your point, I feel like the longer we do that, the more it feels normal to us when the reality right. is, is that if that's what we're used to and somebody says, well, you're going to have to change your whole work day and kind of make your morning count, you know, and it's why so many people, I think, struggle to make changes because we get so good at doing things the same way. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Such good yeah, stuff. Absolutely. I mean, we, could just, I... we could just keep going <laughs> on and on. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it's so it's so fun to talk about and, and because this is a subject that it's sort of like dieting and, 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 and and fitness. It's, we know what it takes. And and honestly, it's, it's commitment. It is, it's, you know, it's Nike, just do it. Right. And, and yet 
we're really looking for different ways to conceptualize it. Yeah. So yeah. that it fits for us. Yeah. And I think that that's where our conversation comes in. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, I, is there anything new about, you know, mental health? Most of it is, is we've heard it before. Yeah. We've heard what we yeah. need to lose weight or, or to get fit. And yet we need to hear it in a way conceptually that's right. that fits with who we are. And multiple times we have to hear it too. So the oh, phrase yeah. I like to use is back to basics. You know, the yeah, basics aren't sexy and it's not like, you know, the the newest trend. It might not be flashy like some of the things you see on social media or on the internet, which seem to, you know, get people's attention all the time. But they're called the basics right. because they work. And if right. you just exactly. have to keep repeating the basics, then, hey, you know what? I mean, I've been in business a long time and I'm totally fine doing that. And I stand on that because I know the basics work. Right. I think that you are so wise and you must be an absolutely outstanding coach. Um, I love, and I, and I love your coach, you know, what some of the things that she's imparted about, you know, your self-concept, you're only yeah. going to be as good as your self-concept. And so yeah. those are really wise words. Yeah. It's very true though. You will, you will never outperform the way that you see <laughs> yourself. And so someone listening may say, well, hold on. You know, I don't know if, if I really believe that. And look, even if, you know, you know, one of the best things we can always do is continually challenge what we think and believe on a daily basis is exactly how we up-level our self-concept is by doing right. that. So, um, right. but if we keep doing things the same way and we see ourselves in the same light, then it doesn't matter how much hustle we do and how much action we do. You know, we're never going to get to the to the place that we're going for because we don't see ourselves in a different light. I mean, the action right. might work in the short term, but it won't work in the long term. I I completely agree. It, it yeah. it's uh, again, and we what we're after is sustainability and consistency. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I love how you say that, and I think that's always the goal. It's like what I yeah. tell people in my in in the health and fitness world. The goal is to be fit and healthy for the lifetime, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, but the goal isn't to be a supermodel. The goal isn't to wear the same clothes that you wore in high school. Although if you do, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But the goal is to be fit and healthy so that you live the best life that you possibly can. Chantel, such an amazing conversation. Where can people find you? They can go to Chantel Cohen dot com and that's C H A N T is in Tom E L C O H E N dot com. And uh we're also I'm on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. So people You're, can you got it all people can, <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. yes. They can they can find me a number and also our YouTube channel. Awesome. Well I'm impressed. You've got all the social media channels covered. Good for you. So Chantel, thank you so much for making time to talk to me today. You are so, you're so welcome. I I really appreciate you having me here, Allison. Absolutely. Of course. I wanted to offer if it's okay. I know we're wrapping up, but we, we wanted to, uh, my team and I at CWC, it's just not me, but I have a a team of ladies that, that work Uh with me. We're all female business. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have, I have a micro learning couples program called become one again. 
Oh. And I wanted to offer that to your audience for free. Um, and I can, what I'll do is I'll send you um, a coupon. Okay. And hopefully you can just put it in the link. Yep. And um, they'll have about 30 days okay. from um, the time that you post the podcast and we can go from there. But they, if they like it, just please, please, please re- leave a, a, a good review. And other than that, they can have an opportunity to learn a little bit about how to, it, it doesn't do everything because it's a micro learning. It sure. really focuses on conflict. No, I love that. And, and, and we'll definitely, yeah. you can find anyone out there listening that might be interested in taking advantage of this amazing free offer. You can find that coupon code in the show notes. So if you can, you can, you'll see Chantel's site, all her social media, and you can grab that coupon code and take advantage of that. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you, Allison. Thank you for being my guest. I really appreciate it. And so, like I said, lots and lots of good golden nuggets in this one, folks. This may be one of those that you want to hit um, rewind and listen to again. Um, Just lots of really good simplistic ways at looking at how we take care of ourselves. And if you're a business owner, if you're a business leader or an entrepreneur or anything along those lines, then you definitely want to take that to heart because, you know, we are the one, we, you know, we're the ones that, that we're the visionaries and we create the magic in our business, but the magic doesn't happen unless we are walking the walk as well as talking the talk. So we just want to make, be very, very careful that we're really making sure that we do that. There's so much emphasis on all the hustle and the do. And, um, and as you know, if you've been following me for any length of time, you know, that I'm always going to talk about how important it is to take care of yourself because we only get one life. And quite frankly, we're on this planet a very short period of time. Um, And before I sign off, I just want to say thank you again for all of your support. And I just know that how grateful I am for supporting me and my message in this show. We're approaching our fourth birthday this summer. Um, We're heard around the world and I couldn't do it without you. And I just every week want to make sure that I tell you that because it's just really important to me. Gratitude is one of my values. And I just feel like that this is super, super important that I always make sure that I communicate with that with you. Um, If you feel like this episode could be helpful for a friend or a business colleague, please feel free to share the link with them as a free gift from me. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us on just about any podcast platform. Anything that you're listening to at this moment as you hear this conversation or another podcast platform of your choice. Um, we would sure appreciate it. And if you screenshot it and send it to me in a DM or you go to my website and send me a quick note, then I'm happy to send you a free gift as a token of my appreciation. You're welcome to go to my website at any time and send me a note and tell me what resonated about this episode with you. You can find me at www.theallisonk.com. And I look forward to hearing from you as always. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 